Hello, hello, hello. This is Yatya. Welcome to the Selling Digital Podcast. And this is episode number, I don't know, 18 or 19. <laughs> we are talking today about my never ending saga with email service providers. If you've been here for a while, and a while I mean like two plus years, and you've been in my email list, and you read most of my emails, you've, you've heard me talk about this. This is not new for you. So if you know the entire story, there is a timestamp in the description so you can skip all of the backstory because I'm going to talk everything about what happened from the beginning up until a couple of days ago, (laughs) because the update that I have for you is as fresh as a couple of days ago. Um, So if you want to skip all of the background, because you already know it, go ahead and look for that timestamp in the description and you can skip all the um, talking. But if you like, you know, the the gossip and the tea and all of my ranty opinions about all of this, go ahead and listen to the entire episode. I promise I will make it worth your while because I'm going to share a few things that are hard to share over email. So if you just want to know all about it, listen to the entire um, episode, Um, grab your coffee. I have my coffee in front of me. I have a, you know, warm drink and I have all the receipts pulled in front of me, (laughs) aka all the original emails and the screenshots so I can share everything with you with um, facts. And that way I don't forget about any little detail and I'm able to share everything with you. If email gossip and ranty chats sound fun to you as much as it sounds fun to me, let's go ahead and get started. Okay, so before we start, um, sometimes instead of saying email service provider, I will say ESP, and that's what I'm talking about. Um, also, the one that I'm using right now is Flowdesk. Um, I'm still on Flowdesk. Uh, trust me, not because I want to. Um, I have tried <laughs> to leave Flowdesk, but um, I can't just find something that I really love and doesn't piss me off. Um, that's that's it. That's the only reason why I'm still there. So if you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm still on Flowdesk and I will walk you through everything that I have tried, what I think of it. Um, the one that I'm trying right now, because it's a new one that I'm trying right now, n- not, not new because I've tried it in the past, but I will talk about that too. Okay, so let me walk you through the whole story of what happened two years ago. So it was September 5 of 2021. I was using MailerLite and I had scheduled that same day an email that was supposed to go out on September 6, 2021, which would have been the next day. Um, about a, was it a summit? Yeah, it was a summit that I was speaking on. It was, um, Lizzie Goddard's summit back in, you know, the summer of 2021. I was a part of that. Was it a bundle? No, no, no. Let me correct myself. It was a summit, but I wasn't a speaker in this summit. I was just, um, promoting it. After that, she ran a bundle that that's where my confusion came from. After that, she ran a bundle that I was part of, but this one was the summit that ran from September 20th through the 23rd back in 2021. And I was just promoting it as an affiliate. I was not part of this. Um, so I was promoting that, um, summit and I had sent, I think this was supposed to be like the first email that I had sent about it. Um, and I'm looking at the email here. I have it in front of me. Um, I did include my, um, 
affiliate links on it. Um, I'm explaining what it is. There's, a, um, let me see. Yeah, there's a few screenshots. There's a, you know, sign up for the summit here. And I'm like pointing at the link and whatever. Um, and I signed it off, you know, with my name and my picture at the bottom. So that was the email that was supposed to go out that day. Before I continue, I'm going to leave a link in the description with um, a document with all these links, all the screenshots, everything, because if you're a more visual person, if you want, if you want to see every single email that I'm talking about and some of the customer service screenshots that I'm going to talk about, everything will be in that document. So go ahead and click on that link so you can see um, everything that I'm referencing in this episode. Okay, so let's continue. So that was the email that was supposed to go out. And it did not go out. Um, the reason I found out is because I had scheduled it from MailerLite to go out at, at 8 a.m. And it was probably like 9 or something. And I hadn't received the emails, which was weird. And I'm like, okay, that, that's strange. So I came back to the computer and I'm trying to log in to my MailerLite account. And it would not log me in and like every time I would try to log in it would take me back to the main page and I'm like okay that's strange so that's when I reach out to customer service and ask hey is your site down again because I had had over that summer in 2021 I have had um issues before they were down I think it was like in April or something like that they have been known for like a week Yes, a whole week. <laughs> um, and before that, they had been down for days at a time. So I thought that was was what's happening, right? Like, hey, are you down again? I can't log in. I'm promoting this thing, blah, blah, blah. And they come back to me with like, no, your account has been canceled and there's nothing you can do about it. And again, I have specific screenshots of how the conversation went. <laughs> um, I will share the screenshots in the document that I'm uh, that I'm um linking in the description. So in the middle of that back and forth with, with customer service, I go to my Facebook group and I post something that says, um, I, I woke up to something interesting today. Mailer I suspended my account because apparently they don't allow affiliate links at all. I have attached a screenshot of the last message they sent me. So um, there's a screenshot and I'm telling people, Hey, I'm frustrated, but no worries. I have my email list saved. I didn't lose anything. And here is a screenshot of what's going on. And that prompted, I mean, that post today has 63 comments and I got so many like, Oh, oh my God, like probably a hundred replies to that original email that I said, probably more than 100 replies to that original email. And every time I talk about this, I get close to 100 replies from you guys, um, telling me your stories, asking me a bunch of questions, sharing everything about the the, the struggles that you have gone through. Um, conversations get very interesting, to say the least. So let me go back to that email. So in the email I share, well, how did I even get flagged? And I, like, like I told you, it was because I noticed that one of my automated emails, which, which was um, promoting Lizzie's summit, did not go out. 
And mind you, that email that got me suspended with them wasn't just about the affiliate offer. I had also shared um, a link to an offer that I was promoting that was my own offer. And, you know, whatever little rambly bits that I put on my emails here and there. So it wasn't um, one of those, you know, click here to buy type of emails. It was um, like a regular email for me, right? So I got an email from them pretty fast within five minutes explaining what had happened because at this point I didn't, I wasn't sure after I saw those, you know, your account has been canceled message on the screen. I wasn't sure what happened. I, in my mind, um, they, they're down. That's, that's what I thought. But yeah, I got the email back and they told me that my account has been suspended because I engage in affiliate marketing. And I'm like, okay, but everyone does, right? If you're an online business owner, you have affiliate links to this or that, and you share them in your emails, right? That That's what you do. Um, so yeah, they, they told me that they refused, like straight up refused, and I'm sharing screenshots, to share why and you know that's fine it's their business they can do whatever they want that that's, that's their policy they don't have to explain themselves it it's fine so i asked for a list um a csv of my subscribers they sent it to me um like i told you before i already had a list of my subscribers i back up my list um weekly but i also have like a daily zap i use zapier to make sure i am saving my subscribers even today um so they sent me a csv i asked them to send me a csv of the unsubscribes um i wanted to have a list of all the people that had been on my list before but had unsubscribed and they said no, that they could only send me the active subscribers, which is a bummer. And you might be asking yourself, but why does she want a list of the unsubscribers? She's not supposed to even, you know, contact them anymore. And let me explain. I like to save a list. Uh, I have a whole CSV, a Google Sheet of all the email addresses that have unsubscribed from my email list, mostly for record and legal purposes, because... It can get very murky and I want to have this, this trail, right? This crumb trail of me having proof that this person has unsubscribed and I am not contacting them anymore unless they join my list again. But um, because it has happened before that I get an email, hey, you're still sending me emails when I unsubscribed. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And I actually have proof because I cannot find them on my CSV full of email addresses of people who are unsubscribed. So for record keeping and legal purposes, I do keep that CSV and I keep it uh, in a very you know safe online place where no one has access to it. So I lost a lot of data in that sense. Um, so after that, I was all bummed, of course, because I lost a lot of information about my customers. I had their email addresses, but I lost a lot of um, transactional data and also history, you know. When did they join my list? What did they join it for? Where did they come from? That type of thing. I didn't have that information anymore. 
uh, but because I use Shopify and Teachery and Thrivecard, I did have some information in terms of what did they purchase and things like that. So I didn't have it on my ESP, but I did have it within the transactions that they have done with me be, um, before. What what did they buy? Things like that. So I was able to segment them in Flowdesk because I immediately went to Flowdesk. I already had a Flowdesk ac account before that as a backup. And I immediately went to Flowdesk, created a bunch of segments based on the the names of the products that I was selling at the time. And I downloaded information, you know, from Thrivecart and Shopify to be able to kind of segment people within the products that they have purchased. And that took maybe like a couple of days of me trying to organize Flowdesk um, before I would contact people again. I just, I just wanted to make sure that I was only contacting people who were active in my list and there wasn't any like muddy, you know, unsubscribers who got um, mixed in with people who were active. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't breaking any laws and things like that. So that took a couple of days. So after I did that, I immediately started looking for information on a new ESP. I knew I didn't want it to stay in Flowdesk. And so I started testing ConvertKit, Drip, and Flowdesk. And I reached out to their customer service, explained what happened to me with MailerLite. I was very, very honest with them. Like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. I got canceled in MailerLite because of this reason. I sent them the screenshots. I even got on a um, call with a ConvertKit rep one time. And I just shared everything and they they were the most open. L l let me tell you, ConvertKit was the most open to, and they were very, yeah, like, I don't see anything wrong. I sent them the, the email that got me canceled and they were like, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with this. This is totally allowed in our, in our um, software. Like, so anyway. A drip was a little bit more, I don't care. <laughs> no, no, no. Drip's customer service can be a little funky sometimes. And they were like, yeah, that's um, affiliate marketing. We don't allow that. No. So, um, and at the time too, at that time, drip had a limit on how many emails you could send per month. And I need a lot of emails per month. So whatever number they had, I can't remember what it was, but whatever number it was, it was way too low. So I decided not to go on with Drip. And I decided also not to go on with ConvertKit because, my God, their email builder, Jesus, it's so, I, I can't, you know. And if you've seen my emails, I like a very structured email. I like a very specific look. And it is very simple, I mean, simple compared to a lot of people that I get emails from. It's very simple, but I make them very, very structured and ConvertKit just doesn't let me do that. So I stayed with Flowdesk for a while. Um, and, and I mean, today, uh, it's what day is today? March 28, 2023. I'm still with Flowdesk <laughs> um, for many reasons that I will explain. Okay, so after that... Probably about a week later, 
I sent another email with the conversations that I had with ConvertKit and Drip and even Flowdesk. Again, ConvertKit was the most open to affiliate marketing and Drip was like, no, you can't do that. And <laughs> Flowdesk was like, yeah, sure, maybe just don't be too obvious. So I stayed with Flowdesk because again, I just cannot deal with ConvertKit. Drip was a hard no. And I already had Zapier. Um, so I was just using Zapier more in order to bring people in from Thrivecard and Teachery, which is what I use for my courses. So eh, whatever. I just stayed with that. I kept using Zapier and that's what I'm doing for today. So that was 2021, which brings me to 2022. So August 3rd, 2022 something happened. <laughs> and if you're keeping track, this was almost a year after the whole saga happened. So, um, so what happened was on that day or probably the, the day before. So the day before, which would have been August 2nd. Yeah. August 2nd, 2022. I get an email from a customer, um, telling me that, the links in the email didn't work. And I'm like, okay, they, they do. I've tested them. They do. So I go look at the email in question because they had received the email and they replied from that email. So I scroll down to see what email they were talking about. And I, I stare at it and I'm like, this is not my email. And it suddenly hits me. Yeah, this is my email. I sent this to them, but this looks outdated. Like my emails don't look like this anymore. Where is this coming from? And then I, I, it's like I saw my whole life go, you know, go through my eyes in like five seconds. And then it hit me. This came from MailerLite. And I was about to reply back like, hey, this is an old email. Yeah, the, the, the links shouldn't work. But before I did that, I kind of stopped and I'm like, no wait, this person purchased yesterday. They didn't purchase a year ago when I was still active on MailerLite. They purchased yesterday. So how did they get an email from MailerLite? Oh my God. I go straight to MailerLite. I log in with my old email and password that I had with them. And I logged in. Yep. My MailerLite account was active. I swear, I, I think I saw at the screen for like five minutes. I could not believe it. I was logged in to my old <laughs> MailerLite account that had gotten suspended because I send affiliate links. So I'm staring at the screen and I, I am poking around to see what's going on. And then I noticed that for the last, what was it, three months, I think it was there was activity, like some emails were going out. So after a little bit more digging, out of the blue, they decided to reinstate my account in March. Now, this was August 2022. So March 2022, my account was active and I didn't know that. They never notified me, nothing. There was no sign of that. So 
because inside my MailerLite account, I already had some automations going and MailerLite was still connected to Thrivecart because remember they suspended my account and I couldn't log in anymore. So while I was able to delete any automations that I had existing in Zapier and existing in Thrivecart, I could not log into my MailerLite account and um, delete or cancel any automations going on. <clears throat> I'm sorry, going on within MailerLite itself. So all of those automations became active again and people were getting emails from those automations when they purchased certain products that I had. So that what was going on since March. <laughs> so for like, what, five months, people were getting emails from MailerLite. I had no idea. And yeah, so I sent them an, an, an email. I hopped in the in their chat and I sent them a message like, hey, what's going on? So this is the message that I sent them. It says, what happened here? 47 weeks ago, you closed my account after wrongly accusing me of being an affiliate marketer. Now it's back. Now that I would ever want to come back. <laughs> but what's going on? I found out because one of my subscribers received an email from this account. So trust me, it, it sounds a little bit catty, <laughs> my message, but... I wanted to say so many things that this is me trying to be nice. So our conversation went on and they explained it and they apologized. So they told me that March 3rd, 2022, they reinstated my account. And again, this was August 3rd. So yeah, this was their respond response. It was the account was activated on 3322. Want to apologize for the miscommunication. Once we found out about the mistake, we proceeded with reactivating the account. It seems that the account content wasn't affiliate marketing, as you stated before. We have open doors for you to come back as we determine your content doesn't violate our terms of use, we will be here to offer any assistance possible. Again, so we apologize for the inconvenience, inconvenience, and we appreciate your understanding. I could not believe it. I took a screenshot. It is in the link in the description. Go ahead and look at that because I could not believe it. So anyway, the conversation continued like blah, blah, blah. And that was that. After that, the next update that I have, well, of course, I never went back to it, right? I never went back to using MailerLite. I went in and um, made sure to stop all the automations, delete any contacts that remained in that account because, you know, if it gets hacked or something, I don't want them to having access to a bunch of emails. So I went ahead and just removed everything, deleted everything, made sure there's no remaining email addresses in there. And that was that. I never canceled the account. It's still there, um, just without email addresses. So the next update that I have for you, um, that was, let me see when did I send that email? So it was March 25, March 25, 2023, which would have been three days ago. Um, it was pretty late at night and I got an email reply from them on the next day, which would have been March 26, 
2023, which was two days ago. So I'm going to read to you the email that I sent them. And I sent them this email because I have been testing Drip for the past week or so. Again, a lot of issues with Drip is just, I don't know, hard to use, I guess. And I had to contact um, their customer service many times. They're super slow. It took four days to solve one thing because they only reply once a day and it's not very helpful. Oh, oh my God. Like just one little thing took four days and it's just hard to do certain things in there. And I was doing some research also about drip, which I will tell you after I finish my mailer light story. So I'm in the middle of, you know, trying to figure out drip again. I reached out to MailerLite because MailerLite has very good deliverability and Drip doesn't. <laughs> so I emailed my um, MailerLite asking the following. My email says, I'm looking into coming back to MailerLite. I was a customer for four plus years until my account was closed in 2021 without warning or a chance to appeal. The only response I got was that affiliate marketing is not allowed. The email that drove the decision to close my account contained an affiliate link. I was promoting a business summit in which I was participating, which again, that's, that part is wrong. I wasn't participating in that one. I was just an, 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 an affiliate for it. I shared an affiliate link my, uh, to my audience um, to sign up for the summit. Last year, my, my account was reinstated after it was determined that, in fact, my account did not violate the affiliate marketing policy. Before I move forward with any decision about coming back to MailerLite, here is how I share affiliate links in my business. Number one, a few times a year, I'm part of a business summit and share an affiliate link with my audience to sign up so I can get credit for bringing the lead. Number two, I partner with a colleague to promote one of their products and share an affiliate link. Number three, I'm an affiliate for businesses I'm a user of. Uh, for example, Thrivecart, Convertbo Convertbox, Canva, etc. I might share my affiliate link in an email. Number four, most times I offer an incentive for my audience to use my affiliate link to join or purchase what I'm promoting. Number five, I sell on on most of my emails, my own products mostly based on the points above. Is that allowed? What are the proactive measures I can take to avoid my account being closed again? So that was my email to them. I did get a reply a few hours later, which would have been the next morning for me. And this is what they said. Um, hi, Yatsia. Thank you for reaching out to us. I hope you're doing well. I have to be honest. From what you've shared, especially this part, I'm an affiliate for businesses I'm a user of, Thrivecard Convertible Canva. I might share my affiliate link in an email. I don't think you would be able to use this platform because that is actively engaging in affiliate marketing and we don't allow that. Let me read that <laughs> last part to you again. I don't think you would be able to use this platform because it's actively engaging in affiliate marketing and we don't allow that. This is directly from MailerLite. That's what they said. Um, and I just let it sit for a little while. I was just so confused. I let it sit for a little while just like trying to gather my thoughts because 
I am subscribed to a bunch of email newsletters. A lot of them are people on MailerLite. A lot of them, if not all, well, probably all of them, share affiliate links to whatever. There's one specifically that comes to mind. I joined her email list probably five or six months ago. She is a very avid ThriveCart um, and ConvertBox affiliate. This person has um, courses about ThriveCart and ConvertBox. Um, I love their emails. So I I open their, their newsletters and they share their links. They're always promoting ThriveCart. They're always sharing their links and they use MailerLite. Um, I didn't tell them that, of course. <laughs> I, I, I'm not about to go rat out people. But that got me very confused. So... I emailed them back within about an hour of receiving that um, email. One thing that's good about MailerLite is their customer service was always very, very good. They're always um, quick to reply. So I replied back to them and it says, thank you for the quick response. I am so confused. I get emails, lots of them, from MailerLite users who include affiliate links in their emails in use cases exactly as the one described above. Are affiliate links not, not allowed at all under any circumstances? And about a couple hours later, I get this response. It says, one can indeed share links, but to actively engage in affiliate marketing, that what's not allowed. Okay. I, I'm not sure what the difference is. Um, I don't know if they mean like if you are just an affiliate marker that you don't have your own products that's what's not allowed I, I didn't ask for cl clarification this is just me pondering um but the their response continues they say example this and they're referring to the part of my own email when I say a few times a year I'm part of a business summit and share affiliate links with my audience um they say that that is perfectly fine if it's me sharing a link so that part they said is fine. And the second example that they put in the email says this. I'm an affiliate for businesses. I'm a user of Thrivecard ConvertBox Canva. And they say, this is you admitting to being an affiliate for several businesses and therefore engaging actively in affiliate marketing. There is nothing wrong with engaging with affiliate marketing, but it is not something we allow here at MailerLite. I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> Maybe you understand this a little bit better than me. I because so you can be an affiliate for a company, like a separate company, like a totally thing, you know, like something that is not your own business. Like does that include Amazon? I, I didn't mention Amazon here. The I only mentioned ThriveCard, Convert, ConvertBox, and Canva, which by the way, I never share my affiliate links for any of those three. This is just me giving an example um, of what I might do in the future if I decide to, but I like I literally never, even if you've been in my email list, you know that I never share my affiliate links for any of those three businesses, which I do have. I am an affiliate for them, but I never share them. Again, this is just me trying to explore what I might do in the future and make sure that I'm not breaking any rules. And they say, no, that's not allowed. I can't share those affiliate links in the emails, which I don't know. It, it just makes it so confusing. So I can share links to events I'm a part of, 
if I'm part of a bundle, an affiliate, um, a summit, something like that, that would be fine if I'm participating in the thing. I can share an affiliate link, but if I'm an affiliate for Thrivecard, for example, and I want to offer you something, I can't share my link for Thrivecard in the email. At least that's how I'm interpreting this email. I did not respond to it. Let, let me make sure I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I did not respond to this because at this point, I'm not going back to MailerLite. I don't want to risk it. Um, and that's fine. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it at that. That's literally the, the last of this MailerLite slash ESP saga. Um, I'm not mad at them, by the way. I, I just want to say a few things here. I am not mad at them on MailerLite. Um, it's, I'm, I don't own MailerLite, of course. So I can't tell them what to do. They have their own policies and they seem, they can choose to, police their users as they wish. So that's fine. Um, the person who I was chatting with um, was very, very helpful answering my questions and a lot more open than the previous ones. Um, so that gave me a lot of insight, even though, you know, it, it's still a little bit confusing. Now, I also want to say, if you use MailerLite, this is not meant to scare you. I'm not telling you to leave MailerLite. If it works for you, please stay. It, it's, I like their, um, their platform. It has great deliverability. Their stats are wonderful. You can look up so many st st uh, statistics. That is such a hard word. A, a lot of data about your users, way more than any other platform that I have tried. And I have tried many. Flowdesk, ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign, Aweber, Drip, MailerLite. Um, yeah, a lot of different... <laughs> Once and uh, MailerLite seems to be the be the best one when it comes to customer and subscriber data. I like that very much about them. So if you are using them, I'm not telling you to leave. I'm just telling you to be a little bit careful um, with the type of affiliate link that you share and what you promote um, as an affiliate because that might get you in trouble. I, I don't know. Again, if you want to see all of the screenshots, there's a link in the description so you can go back to all of that. So what am I doing? What am I going to do from now on? Am I moving on? What's happening? So right now I'm still in Flowdesk. Why am I still in Flowdesk? Because it doesn't piss me off. That's it. That's, that's my answer. Um, it is very simple. I don't necessarily like it. There's no data. I can't see most of the statistics that I need. Um, and well, it, it lacks a lot of features. It is super cheap, of course, because I signed up like three years ago. Um, so I'm in that $20 a month plan and I pay yearly. So it's even cheaper than that. Um, I'm, I'm not in a hurry to leave, but I want to leave. I feel like for the past two years, I've been in this limbo and there's many reasons why I want to leave. One of them is because I suspect I don't have, um, I don't have any 
data to back this up and I don't have proof to back this up. But I suspect that a lot of my emails are just getting lost. I, I don't mean like they land on spam or anything like that. I mean, legit lost. Like they just never make it. Um, because I've had people reach out like, hey, I just don't get your emails and I go back to Flowdesk. Well, yes, you are. They're going out. They're not being open, but they're going out. And they're like, no, I haven't heard from you in like six months. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And that that's about the extent of the, of the proof that I have as of my emails are just getting lost into the atmosphere. <laughs> I don't know where, where they go. Um, they just never land. And that's why I want to move to a better um, email service provider. Um, my Lurlite is out of the question. I am currently going back to Drip. Not going back, but I'm like testing Drip, which I love the way it looks. I love that it has a lot of different data and things that, that you can do in there. But after some research, their deliverability is shit, basically. Um, it's, it's very bad. So I don't think I'm going to use Drip because the reason why I want to leave Flowdesk is to better the deliverability and Drip doesn't really offer that. I mean, I've done a few Google search. When I say research, I mean Google searches. That's what I mean. Um, Google searches about different ESPs and different testing that other people have done. And Drip always underperforms basically in that sense. And it is very expensive too, although it's it's not about the money, but why am I paying so much money for my emails to get lost? If they're going to get lost anyway, I'd rather pay 20 bucks, right? I'm not going back to ConvertKit. I did test ConvertKit and I didn't mention this before, but I did test ConvertKit. Um, let me see. It's March. Let's say Towards the middle of January, I signed up for ConvertKit just to try it out. And no, 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 no. I can't. I can't with their email builder. It literally drives me insane. I tried Active Campaign. I tested it for months. I tested actually Active Campaign last year for months, three or four months, kind of quietly, kind of here and there. And my main grip with it is so many techie glitches in there that drive me insane. And I've heard that a lot from other people, um, people who have joined recently Active Campaign and are moving out of Active Campaign because of all the glitchy techiness bullshit that's going on in there. Um, so even though the number one is being Active Campaign and I'm, I'm so tempted, you know, I'm like, I'm so, so tempted to go back to Active Campaign. That's the only reason I want to go back, even though it would cost me nearly $500 per month to be on there. But hey, $500 per month, if more people are opening my emails and buying more, it's totally worth it. So I don't know if I should just test it or not. I don't have an answer for you right now. But I guess my update here is that I'm still on Flowdesk, I am still looking to leave, I'm still looking for other options, and I might just as well suck it up and try out Active Campaign. I will keep sharing it, but I didn't want to say all of this in an email because it has a lot of, you know, 
words that one should not say in an email because I might end up in the spam folder and I'm not trying to do that. So I wanted to do this here. If you have any questions, um, let me know. Again, I'm not doing this to to scare you out of using MailerLite at all. Um, I think you should stay. If it's working for you, just be careful with your affiliate um, dealings. <laughs> and um, reach out if you have any questions. I am an open book and I am happy to help you. So let me know. Thank you for listening all the way to the end and I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.